0: I wasn't prepared to do this but, but uh, I don't think it hurts to read a read a good scripture and uh, a good scripture. yeah and uh, I got a uh, I love Psalms 139 Let's see if I can find it this print's small too getting where I need to the big print. Them, My fingers aren't turning the pages too well. 139. Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. How, how true that is. Thou knowest my down-setting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar of off. The, the Lord, He knows all. Thou compasses my path and my line down and are acquainted with all my ways. No matter what we do, He knows He knows our ways. Amen, for there is not a word in my tongue, but, O oh Lord, thou knowest it all together. How, how shameful when we when we speak, you know, when we don't speak well of the Lord or and or foolishness or nonsense. Yeah, it, but uh, thou, thou hast beset me behind and before, laid thine hand upon me. Here's what I love. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. Amen. I cannot attain unto it. It's... It's so high we can't, we can't even comprehend it. Whether I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, below, below thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Also I thought about wind and the sea when... You know all the men in, that served our country when they lost their lives in the sea. Amen. When <laughs> the Lord knows where they're at, and the in time He'll He'll Amen. they'll be resurrected. They'll come up Amen. like Brother Daniel, our preacher, always talks about. He said, you know, most of the time an anchor goes down, but this anchor goes straight up, Amen. you know, up up to heaven. Even there, shall be thy hand. Even there shall Thy hand lead me, and Thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light up, upon me. About me, yea, the darkness hath not not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. Darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance yet being up, 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 upper and in thy book and, and my members have, were written, which in continuous work fashion, when as yet there was none, none of them. How precious are thy thoughts, said thy thoughts, unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee weakly, and thine enemies take thy name in, thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And, I'm, and, and am I not, not I agree with those that rise up against thee? I hate them, in perfect hatred. I don't understand that. Uh, brother, I, I don't, I don't know how to hate. When I hate, I, it's, it's, bad. It's sinning. But the Lord, I know there's a perfect hatred. I don't understand all about it, but I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God. And we sing this song. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, and thank you for letting us assemble here, and thank you for this beautiful day that you give us, Lord. Forgive us when we sin against Thee and sin against others, Lord. But Lord, we we know we have Jesus Christ, all from the author and finish of our faith. We can; He's making intercession for us on our right hand, Lord. And we thank you so much for for Him. And, all that you've done for us, Lord, yes, bless his brothers. He goes in and stand this Amen. day that that he he will lift up your name and all praise and honor and glory go to thee, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
1: I thank you, Brother Walker. That was I appreciate that. I know you appreciate him. Happy to it, leave. It's good to have. Have somebody that uh, uh, that knows knows all the songs, isn't it? Way down here, I saw a couple of church signs, and I guess y'all you passed them too. You come the same way I did. One of the first one, read, uh, uh, "When fear knocks at the door, let faith answer." I thought that's pretty good church sign. That's a pretty good way to live, isn't it? When fear knocks at the door, let faith answer. The other one I saw was coming over here, said, uh, let's see, how did it go? Your destiny is determined by choice rather than chance. And I got to thinking that's that's correct, but they probably got the wrong choice. They're thinking the wrong choice. I think God made choice in us before the foundation of the world. And he did make a choice in us. I want you to pray for me. I always need your prayers when I stand before you because I'm not... Uh, uh, well, I just need your prayers. I, 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 I have trouble remembering scriptures. have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast in the morning. But I really have trouble remembering scriptures. So you pray for me. I've, I've got a thought or two on my mind. But I, I don't, I've been praying to God but. Help me with it. Uh, I'm thinking about, and my thoughts seem like here lately have been on the church itself. I want to uh, begin, I think, with the uh, uh, second chapter uh, and second and third verse of, of Isaiah. And it's a familiar verse that I'm sure all of you are familiar with. And it shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The Lord prophesied this some, uh, probably some seven hundred years or around that, uh, before our Lord and our Savior came here upon this earth and established what He had prophesied. Uh, There's there's other prophets in the Scriptures. In the uh, 65th chapter of Isaiah, he says, And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob, and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountain. And mine elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. That's uh, a, another prophecy concerning, I think, concerning this little church. And I think concerning all the churches that God has established here, the, the, uh, for his people. You know, he he gives us a place that we might come together as a people and that we might be comforted in our journey here down through life's pathway. I think, uh, I, it, but I want to get into something else if I can. In uh, Jeremiah's writing, uh, he says in the 50th chapter, in the 6th verse, He said, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray, and they have turned them away on the mountain. They have gone from mountain to hill, and they have forgotten their resting place. And now, if I can, I want to go to Ezekiel's writing. Ezekiel was uh, one of the prophets of God that prophesied along with Jeremiah about the same time. He was prophesying before and after. They went into the uh, uh, after Nebuchadnezzar had conquered Jerusalem and carried them back into exile. So he was prophesying about this, and the Lord came to him in in many different ways. Ezekiel is a wonderful book to read if you if you haven't read it. It's it's a lot of prophecy in it that prophesies concerning. I think concerning this little church and concerning what the work of the Lord was as He was to come here, when He come here upon this earth. In the 34th chapter, Jeremiah had just said that the shepherds had caused them to go astray. They had turned them away on the mountain. They had gone from mountain to hill. In the 34th chapter of Ezekiel, the Lord told uh, Ezekiel, He said, you prophesy against my shepherds. Now this is, like I said, this was a time that the shepherds of Israel were sending or leading the flock of God. God had children. uh, He had chosen the nation of Israel. I know you know. He had chosen them as his people. And yet he says, my shepherd has scattered those people. That's what Jeremiah said. They scattered them. In the book of thirty-fourth uh, uh, chapter of Ezekiel, he said that he had scattered them throughout all the nations, and and the fourth verse of the thirty-fourth chapter reads like this: He said, "The disease have you not strengthened? The disease." And he's talking to the shepherds of Israel. "The disease have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick, neither have you bound up that which was broken." Neither have you brought again that which was driven away, neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled. That's a, that's a way. Seemingly, you know, I don't think people change a whole lot. I, it's sort of that way now, if you just stop and think about it. But this was the shepherds of Israel. That was that uh, they were for their own selves. They were, uh, and he goes on in that, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, what I want you to notice in this is that God's people were scattered throughout all of the, all of the uh, world. They were scattered all over the, the, the world at that time. And then in the, uh, in the uh, 35th chapter, he tells uh, Ezekiel, he said, you prophesy against Mount Sirah. Now, Mount Cyril was, uh, if you follow it down, it was the mountain or the mountains of Edom or Esau. It was, if you follow the, that was his descendants. Esau's descendants uh, were the ones that uh, uh, that had that mountain. And in this mountain, he said, you prophesy against it because... He said, you've, you have claimed to be the, the people of God. You've claimed that you are the people of God. You've gone astray. You've gone to different parts of the country, uh, different peoples of the country all over the world. And you've claimed to be children of God, but you've blasphemed my name. Basically, that's what he says in, in the 34th chapter. He says, I'm against all idioms. Idioms is a, a, a word for Esau, a word that means the descendants of Esau. Now, I've said a whole lot, and you probably had not wondered why I've said all of this, but I, I want you to understand. that He said, I'll make your mountain desolate, this, this mountain of, of idiom. He said, I'm going to make it desolate. I'm not going to let anything grow on it. I'm not going to let anything come to it and be a part of my mountain. Uh, That's basically what he's saying in that. Idiom, or Esau, was, uh, you you remember in the ninth chapter, he said, Jacob, have I loved Esau, have I hated? Now, uh, Esau was a type. He was a firstborn. Of of the twins Jacob and Esau, and he said neither child having been born, or uh, neither child having done good or evil, uh, yet because uh, uh, he he hated him. Now, that's a a like Brother uh, uh, Walker said it's a it's a hard thing to think about God hating, but when we look at the scriptures. We understand that uh, this old natural man is in enmity against God. This natural man that that we dwell in. And unless God works with that natural man and puts something in his heart and makes him different, he's going to be an enemy of God. He's going to be that that. But the natural man back then according to Ezekiel wanted to inherit the things of God. And the natural man today sometimes I think wants to inherit the things of God. But in the 2036 chapter of of Ezekiel he, he goes ahead and he says now you prophesy unto the mountains of Israel. Prophesy. Prophesy to the mountains of Israel. And I think that's I think that's this little church that he's talking about right here, the church of God. Uh, That is the mountains of Israel. As as, as Isaiah said, in that day, uh, all nations will flow unto the mountain of God. And out of that mountain shall be the laws of God. That's where the laws of God come from. And that's why I think that he's talking uh, primarily about a church that is uh, established that he established here upon this earth. And he says, Thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of God. And he goes on throughout this. He says, Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of God. Thus saith the Lord of God to the mountains and the hills and the rivers, and to the valley and to the desolate waste and to the cities that are forsaken, which become a prey and a diversion to the residue of the heathens and around about. He says what he's going to do to the heathens. And he says, O ye mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you. I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sold. Now he's prophesying about, I believe, this little church again. I believe that's what he's he's prophesying about. He's telling us that even though we're scattered, let me go ahead. And I will multiply man upon you and all the house of Israel, even all of it, and then cities shall be inhabited and the ways shall be built. And I will multiply upon you men and beasts, and they shall increase and bring forth fruit. And I will settle you after your old estate and will do better unto you than at the beginning and you shall know that I am the Lord. He said I'm going to do better than you than I did when I first brought you out of Egypt. That's what he's saying. I'm going to do better to you. You have it much better today than they had it when they come out of Egypt. They saw all of the works of God. They saw all of the grandeur of the majesty of god they saw all of the ten plagues that he put upon egypt and yet you have it better today i want you to think about that and now he says he scattered his people and that's that's uh uh, that what really basically what i've got on my mind today because i'm going to wind up over in ephesians so you stay with me stay stay with me just a few more minutes here if you will uh, 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 he, he goes on in uh, this and said son of man when the house of Israel shall dwell in their own land or uh, when the uh, house of Israel dwelt in their own land they defiled it by their own ways and by their own doing their ways was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their e- uh, idols wherewith they had polluted and I scattered them among the heathens, and they were dispersed throughout the country. Uh, according to their ways and according to their doings, I judged them. And when they entered into the heathens, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said unto them, These are the people of the Lord, and are gone forth out of the land. But I had pity on my for my holy name, which... Uh, the house of Israel had profaned among the heathens where they went. Therefore saith in the house of, of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sake. Do not this for your sake. Think about. I want you to listen to what he said. I do not this for your sake. I don't bring you here for your sake. That's what he said. I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for mine own holy namesake, which you have profaned, among the heathens where you went. you ever know anybody that was, went to church on Sunday and was very pious on Sunday and then on Monday or Saturday night they went somewhere and profaned the name of God. That's what he's saying here. When I, when you went into the uh, heathens uh, uh, ways or countries, you claimed to be a Christian and yet you were not. You were, you profaned my name is what he was saying. He said, listen to what he said, I will take You from among the heathens, and I will gather you out of all the countries, and will bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I clean you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I give to your Father. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. Now he's promising his people what he is going to do. He is promising his people... They're scattered throughout all the land of the earth. And yet he's saying, I'm going to do this for my people. I'm going to bring my people back. I think what I want want you to understand today is that you've always been a child of God. You've always been a child of God. God hadn't made known unto it until he did what he said he was going to do. He was going to bring you out of the countries that you were settled in, that you had gone to, and each one of us, if you think about it, was from a different country. I mean, we are all here in America. I understand that, but each one of us has got a different thought in our mind. Each one of us thinks differently. We're individuals. We don't think just alike. We think in a way that is uh, our minds. uh, Basically, we're humans, and we all humans, act sort of the same, but we are from different places, if you understand what I'm saying. And he's going to bring each one of us, each of his children. Now listen to what he says. I'm going to bring each one of them wherever you're scattered to, wherever you are. He said, I'm going to put my laws in your heart put, uh, and give you a clean heart. I'm going to wash you with water, clean water, pure water. It's the only one that can do it. We have no pure water here upon this earth. It's only God that is able to sprinkle clean water upon you and make you clean. He sanctifies you, he says in the 8th chapter of Romans. You're sanctified. You're called. You're cleansed. You're a child of God. Think about that. Now, I want to go to Ephesians. How does he do this? And this is what I really had on my mind. I want you to understand what all the prophets of old have said. They said that they brought you to a mountain. That this mountain is the highest place upon this earth. It is higher than anything else upon, the mount- upon this earth. And yet it is a, a, a place that God's people can come together as a people, as a loving people. He said with one mind, with one heart. And, and, uh, what is it? 100? Uh, songs. 100? I can't remember. Uh, uh, how, uh, brethren, how blessed. How blessed. I can't even get Scripture now. When when brethren uh, all all agree.
0: That's
1: it. That's what I want. When brethren can agree. When we can come together and we can agree that our Lord and our Savior came here upon this earth. He cleansed us. He called us from out of whatever country, whatever classification that we were in, whatever way that we were in. And in order to make us his children, he says in Ephesians, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation. This is the first chapter of Ephesians. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, uh, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I want you to think about that. He told us over, and I didn't get to the verse in Ezekiel, but he says in Ezekiel that you're going to loathe your own self. You're going to realize how sinful that we are as an individual. We're going to realize that. And the only way we can realize that is to have something that is cleaner within us that makes us to see the goodness of God and see, the filthiness of man. That's, what, that's the only way that we can understand this. And he says that he has chosen us that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We are. We're in, in, in the eyes of God. In his eyes, we are holy and we're without blame. Not because of anything that we've done. Not because that we wanted to. Not because that we desired to. But it's because that he... Wanted us. He predestinated us. He, according as He has chosen us. He chose us in Him. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. We were adopted into the family of God. You think about that. We are ours of God. Ours of God has joined ours with Jesus Christ, our Savior. Who has all the riches that we can imagine. We, uh, we think about uh, uh, the uh, God of heaven uh, uh, as uh, we, we can't even imagine. As, brother, as a brother read in the 139th and Psalm, and his, his grace, his, his knowledge is too far, vast for us. We can't begin to understand. Scientists are still trying to figure out how the, uh, this old world is made up, and they, they can't even begin to understand it. We've only touched the, the first knowledge of it. But he has called us, He knew us before the foundation of this old world. Having predestinated us <clears throat> unto the adoption, he adopted us out of this old natural family into a spiritual family. We are and, and that's the only way, because the natural man, the natural man, is in enmity, as the scripture says in the eighth chapter, enmity, which is hatred, that's what the word means, is enmity against God it, it cannot understand it cannot receive the things of God it cannot understand the things of God and that's what Ezekiel was saying back there when he says you prophesy against Mount Siri. you prophesy against that that mountain because they are claiming uh, this old the natural man was claiming to have the rights of God to know all about the things of God and he says it's not so it's not so. You prophesy against unto the the mountains of Israel. You let them know that I'm going to grow the fruit there. I'm going to make that fruit grow. I'm going to cause that fruit to the land to be fertile. And I'm going to grow all the fruit that every one of the little children of God need. Every one of the little children of God. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of, of children by Jesus Christ to himself. To the good pleasure of His will. It wasn't because we wanted it. It wasn't because we desired it. But it was the good pleasure of His will. Now listen to what he said. And this is why. To the praise of the glory of His grace. In other words, we are to praise the grace of God. Think about that. We are the worms of the dust, the scripture says. We are the worst of the worst. And yet He loved us with an everlasting love. He called us with an everlasting calling. It was a sure calling. He planted us here and give us a, a place that we can come together and, and let love flow from breast to breast. Can you imagine anything better? Can you imagine any place better? Or can you imagine anywhere where we can be more in one mind than we are here at the church of God. I don't know of any other place that God's people can be together in one mind, in one thought, in one care except at the church of God. That's why He he established His church for us. That we might have, uh, that we might praise Him. Not that we might be praised, but that we might praise Him. To the praise of the glory of His grace. We're in, And it's because of that grace that he has made us accepted in the beloved. And since we are accepted in the beloved, think of all the things that God has promised us. Think of all the goodness that God has given unto us. Think of all the pleasure that we uh, uh, have. I, I, you know, some of the most joyful moments in my life have been, at, well, I won't say some, The most joyful moments in my life have been at church. I I can truthfully say that I have rejoiced more at church than I have anywhere else. It is a blessing to be able to be at church and to fellowship with God's people, to be able to say, You're my brothers and you're my sisters. We have something in common. We have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of love within our hearts. We have it there, it is there. And we can't deny it. We can go to the uttermost parts of the earth and he's still there. The, the scripture tells us that not, not anything that can separate us from his love. Not anything. I think we can walk away from it. We can uh, sear our hearts, sear our souls, sear our minds, and we can uh, go, go away from it. But I cannot imagine, uh, well, God says that he will not there's not anything that will separate us from His love. He says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, we He has made us accepted into the love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of His grace. We have the forgiveness of our sins. And I'm telling you, if you're like me, you sin every day. If you're like me, I need forgiveness every single day of my life. You know, I've, I've always, uh, 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 I've heard, I, I, I used to work with a man that said that he could, uh, you, you got to heaven by, by uh, living a perfect life. And I said, well, I'll never make it because I don't think I, I ever, even my dreams sometimes are wrong. You know, even when I'm asleep, so I, I know that I've never in my life lived a day good enough to be in heaven. I, I know I'm not. So I, it has to be of his grace. It has to be of his, of, of his amazing grace, as a, as a cushion says. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. No wonder he wrote that. It is a, a, a sweet and wonderful sound, isn't it? In whom we have redemption through his blood. Through the blood of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine how much love it took for him to hang upon the cross of Calvary, to be made a curse for us? Can you imagine how the pain that this physical body suffered? The physical body. You think about it. It said it was marred above any man. All of the the stripes that they, they striped him with. Just think about the physical pain. And he didn't have to do it. But He did it because of you. He did it because of me. He called His people from every part of the country. Every every part. And just imagine, add to that the weight of the sins of His people. Just add. Think about it. They were upon Him. Such great love no man can understand. There is no way that you and I could ever understand the love that God had when he hung upon the cross of Calvary. There's no way that we can understand the, what, the, the things that went through his mind when he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Can you imagine the torment that went through his mind at that time? Can you imagine that? This is a God of heaven that we're talking about that has loved us from eternity. That has predestinated us to be his children. That has set up a little church here. That he says it's it's not this building, but it's you, the people. And you're you're elevated above everything in this world when you come into this church. You're elevated above the thoughts of this world. You're elevated above. uh, uh, This is the one place that we can sing songs here. I'm glad we sang songs. It gets our minds in a religious way, doesn't it? It gets us to thinking about our Lord and our Savior. It gets us to thinking about uh, uh, the goodness of God when we can sing his wonderful songs. The, and, and they were sung wonderfully this morning. I thought, appreciate your leading, brother. In whom we have redemption through the, the forgiveness of kin according to his grace. For he, we're in he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Abounded. Toward us. He's given unto us the wisdom of God. Think about that. The wisdom of God. Now we don't know, as a brother said in the 139th Psalm, we can't begin to understand all the wisdom of God. But what we can understand comforts our souls, doesn't it? What we can understand about God, it comforts us. It makes us to know without I think without any question that when we face that last enemy, which is death, that we'll just face it knowing that our next breath will be with Him. I want you to think about that. That's something, isn't it? I mean, that is a gift that no man can give you. There's a gift that, we've got, that money cannot buy. It's a gift that God has given unto His people. And when He told that thief upon the cross, He said this day, thou shalt be with me. That gives us promise. Gives me a hope that when I die, I'm going to be with Him. Wherever He is, I'm going to be with Him. If it's paradise, if it's heaven, if it's the same, I'm going to be with Christ because that's what it says. That's what He told us. That's the wisdom of God, isn't it? That's the wisdom. As the brother said, when they, even in the depth of the sea, when the soldiers are put out, when they, when they put the bodies in the sea, no matter where the fish eat them, No matter if they burn up, no matter what happened, God's going to put them together, isn't He? He made us out of the dust of this earth and He surely can call forth the dust of the earth and put us back together. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that's a wisdom. Having made known unto us the mysteries of His will according to His pleasure. You know, He hid those mysteries from uh, uh, ancient times until the time Christ came. We have a better, according to the Hebrew writer, we have a better, a better revelator. We have one uh, that Christ Jesus, the one that actually wrote the book. He wrote the book and he come down to explain it unto us. Can you imagine that? Come down here upon this earth to explain the book unto us. Isn't that something? I mean, that's a love that you can't explain. That's a love that we that that you cannot understand or begin to fathom. That is the great mysteries of our God. Listen to what he said. He says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. You and I, we are an inheritor of the of the gift of God, of all of the things that God has promised unto his people. We are an inheritor of that. We inherit the holy mountain that he uh, uh, said, I'll till for you. I'll make fruit to grow there. He says, Your days are going to be better than when at the very beginning. And you remember, at the very beginning, he took them into a land that flowed with milk and honey, into Canaan's good land. He took them into a land that was uh, that uh, uh, that he gave them cities that were fenced. He gave them a land that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, the fruit of the grapes uh, uh, were so much that it took two men to bring them and show them. That's, that land, he said, flowed with milk and honey. It was a land, I believe, that was made for the children of Israel when God created this earth. It had everything that man needed in order to exist. And it was a perfect land. And yet we had it much better. We have the land of Canaan here today. This is the land of Canaan. There is no land that is better than this sweet land that flows with milk and honey. And I'm sure Brother Kevin tells you every Sunday how wonderful this land is that we have, that God has established here upon this earth for us. This sweet land, this sweet wonderful land, We have, and he says uh, uh, that we should trust uh, uh, in whom, he says, you trusted after that you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. I want you to understand that this gospel that we are preaching unto you is the gospel of your salvation. It is the gospel of your salvation. And it says that when, after that you believe, you were sealed with the Holy uh, Holy Spirit of promise, uh, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The earnest. You know, we have, if we go out and buy a, a piece of property, we have, a, and we say we make a contract that we're going to buy that con, piece of property, or I tell you I'm going to buy it, And I give you uh, some earnest money. I give you $1,000 to you hold that piece of property for me. And if I back out of that piece of property, that earnest money is still yours. You get to keep it. The Lord's not going to back out of his promises. He is not going to back out, no matter what. And we have the earnest. We have the, 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 the money, the things that he has promised us. Every aspect of the joy of life, the joy of knowledge, the sweetness of his love, the things written in their heart. He said, I'll make them my people. I'll write my laws in their heart. I'll stamp them in their forehead. they'll be unto them a God and they'll be unto me a people. You don't have to be a, a, to understand. You don't, you don't have to ever have heard the gospel to to be a child of God and to know that God is God because he said, I'm going, to, I'm going to write my laws in your heart. Little children, when God writes His laws in our heart, if we do something to break those laws, something tells us that we broke the laws of God. I mean, it does. And I broke them, so I know. I know. It, 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 your conscience or whatever you want to call it within you let you know that you broke the laws of God. And it's a whole lot better when we don't, isn't it? It's a whole lot better. He said, Worry afore after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints. Cease not to give thanks to you and make mention of you in my prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelations In the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, and that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. You think about it, think about that. That's some pretty good writing, isn't it? That is some pretty good promises that God made, that you might know you are an inheritor. Of the grace of God. You are inheritor of all the promises that God has made. We can go to him in prayer. And we can pray. And God always answers prayer. It's not always the way we want it, but he always answers. It may be no. And when we pray, it may be yes. He has the power to do whatever he desires, both in heaven and on earth. He can do whatever his desire is. He proved it when he walked on water and when he done all the miracles that he was here. And he did while he was here upon this earth. He has power over all things. So he can do his will no matter what it is. And and when we go to pray, what I want you to, before I lose my thought, what I want you to understand is when we go to pray, we are holy and without blame before him in love when we kneel down before the greatest God upon that we can imagine, holy and without blame, because he has adopted us as his children, adopted us into his family, whereby we are heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. I thank you for your kind attention. We stand and sing a song.